On this episode of the Brand in Demand show, I got my mom joining us. The world would know her as Sherry Sheridan, but I know her as uh, an amazing mom of two. I won't get emotional during this. Um, and if it's okay if we do. It's okay if we do, right? Yeah. Um, a wife of one. It <laughs> 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 is soon to be um, dog mom again of one I'm coming excited. soon. And just an amazing human being. So, mom, thanks for being on the show. Thank you. I know this wasn't easy for you. No. She, she's like, I don't know about this. I'm kind of nervous about this. So, we got some wine. We got um, Miomi. Miomi's her favorite. So, mm-hmm. it's a Pinot Noir from California. So, we'll open this, this bad boy up here. And, you know, normally, as you guys know, if you've been listening and paying attention to the show and joining the live sessions, typically we talk about, you know, brand and we talk about video content and content marketing and that kind of stuff. And obviously, we're not talking about that today because that's not my mom's wheelhouse. But we are going to kind of talk about things that are still relevant in the business world and the content world. And that's, you know, how to build strong relationships and navigating through the entrepreneurial journey that I've been through and how family impacts that. And just some really good deep stuff that I think you guys will appreciate and get a lot of value from. So let's pour some wine. Get you first. Oh, thank you. That's good. We've had this a couple of times. Right? <laughs> yeah. So we also got some questions that came in. So I just kind of. I let my team know that mm-hmm. I was going to be interviewing you, and then um, they had some questions, took some questions from them, and then also posted on Instagram stories, got some questions from them, and then sent out a few texts and got some good questions from y'all. So we're going to go through a few questions here um, and, and just kind of keep in mind the value that we want to provide is around relationship building and navigating the entrepreneurial journey and how family has an impact on that type of stuff. So the first question we got, which is funny because I was going to probably ask this question anyways, Mom was what was your reaction when I told you that I was leaving my full-time job and quitting to go start my own business? And actually, let me, let me actually take it one step further because I haven't really thought about this. What, did you, what was your reaction when I first told you I was starting a business in general? Because it it's not like I just came to you and I was like, hey, I'm quitting. You, you knew I was like up to stuff and right. I was doing the business, right? right? Like Part-time. So yeah, like on the side, side hustle. Like, mm-hmm. what, what was your reaction when I first told you that? Crazy. <laughs> I completely did not understand it at all. But that's... And, and, and so you didn't... Like, I think at the time you probably... I'm just assuming here, but I think you probably thought, oh... It's like a fun side hobby. Right, you're very creative. Yeah, yeah, you were probably like, okay, like, well, you know, obviously you've got the corporate job that he's going to stay at, but this is something he's kind of having fun with. You probably didn't think I was even going to come to you one day and go, hey, I'm putting in my two weeks notice at my six-figure corporate job, right? Absolutely not. Never. Never. And so what did you, so let's get to that question now. What was your reaction when I told you that? Terrified. (laughs) I was terrified. I don't know. I just thought it was a hobby. I never realized that you could actually make a living doing this. Mm-hmm. You know? What were you? So let's get a little bit deeper. And take take a glass of your wine. Okay. Take some wine. Loosen up. Mm-hmm. What was um, what was your honest? What was your honest like fear? Like what did you, what did you envision that might happen that like really scared you? <laughs> You'd probably have to move back home. <laughs> you really thought that? <laughs> no, I didn't really think oh, that. You, it's okay no. if you did. No, I really didn't think you would. You're No matter what, I knew you would land on your feet. So I yeah. wasn't really worried about that part. But I, I, I was concerned. I mean, you know, there's a lot. To go. You had a family. Yes, right. So it wasn't just you. 
Right. There was a lot of people to consider, and I didn't want to tell your dad. <laughs> I can't remember like when I actually, I actually don't remember the exact moment that I told you guys that I was like putting in my two weeks notice. I think it was a little bit of a buildup. There was definitely a buildup. There was a buildup. I, I remember yes. there was like two or three months where like my business was going really well. You know, you my spending side. spending more time doing that. Thing. Yes. Yeah. My side hustle. And it was like starting to even impact my full-time job where I just like wasn't dedicating as enough time. And you got to remember this is right in the middle of COVID. So this mm -hmm. is, you know, um, March, April, June, May, 2020. So this is like in the middle of the pandemic. We don't know when we're going back to work. We don't know what the hell. We didn't have a vaccine. It was just like all over the place then. And I remember as a couple months where I was like, you know, guys, I think I'm getting closer to um, putting in my, my notice. And I think you guys are still like, what? Like, yeah. I think you guys are like, I, didn't I don't was, know. Yeah, I didn't think you'd really do it, to be honest. I thought you yeah. were just kind of building up to it and feeling the waters out if you would really actually do it. But you, I, you already had it in your mind. You were going. Because yeah. my mindset was like, I, either I do this or I die. Right. Yeah. That was my mentality, right? Die, yeah. And I remember telling you too, I was like, you know, mom, even if I was like, hey, if I ended up homeless, which I knew wouldn't happen, I'm like, as long as my kids are taken care of, Nadia and Riley, that it's just part of the story. Like whatever happens is going to be part of the story. But I was obviously, I had a different perspective because I was seeing the business come in and I was seeing the money. And I, I honestly started making more money in this business than I did in my full-time job. Yeah. And so that's when I started to be like, wait a second here. Like, what am I doing? And I loved, I loved my side hustle so much more than I did in my full-time job at that point, even yes. though I had a good career and I was very appreciative of, of the company. And yes. it was a great company. I met a lot of great people and learned a lot of great things. You did. But it was just time for me to go. It was time for me to fly. And uh, and and to your point, I always had that kind of creativity and out of the box and kind of like, I just wasn't the average like, yes, you know, you kid. And like, I just, you know, was writing raps early on. I was into music and like, you know, you it had, just... You had a very creative side. Yes. What would you, what, let's, I'm curious. I mean, you one, I knew one day that you would develop that creativity because you couldn't be the average person that just sits behind a desk and does his work and does it well. You would, you would always did your work well, very dedicated, but I just knew that you could never sit still like that. You'd have to be doing something creative and, you know, you just, that's just you. That's you. Yeah, I, um. Very and, responsible. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even like obviously, I struggled with school, like mm -hmm. in high school, like you know, school, terrible yeah. in three different high schools and straight Fs one semester and stuff. But you know, I I think that to your point, like it wasn't my thing. It wasn't, and I I knew it, right? And you just gotta like people are like, when should I know if I need to try this side hustle or like leave my job? Like you gotta feel it in here. Mm -hmm. And if you're if you're going to leave your you know, a full-time job for a side hustle or something else, obviously there's a level of responsibility that you do have to have to your point, right? Like I had, you know, two daughters, I have two daughters, so I have to take care of them. So I couldn't just be like, oh, if it doesn't work out, it's like moving your guys, you know, no, I had yeah. to be responsible with it. So, but you got to feel it within. And, and I think deep down, a lot of people know what is right for them and what is not. But I think also society and, you know, family, friends, things like that sometimes sway what we end up doing. Oh, absolutely. Right. So, so you have to kind of, and I think now people are in a, in a position that they haven't been in before where there's a lot of examples and things to look at where you can say, okay, there's different paths here. But you know, in high school, there was never. It was just too structured for you. you yes, you had a yes. different way of learning. Right. I mean, your dad always said that he knew you were really intelligent by just the questions that you asked. 
It wasn't necessarily did your homework, you did this, you did that, you got A's, you got B's. That didn't matter. You were very intelligent and you knew the questions to ask. And that was just always, I knew in the back of my mind that you would be okay. I, no matter what, I knew you'd be okay because you just figure it out. <laughs> you just always land, figured land, it out. Land on my feet. Always. always. Um, well, I, and here's what I want to say for, like, for the audience because there may be some people watching or listening that maybe are – there's a lot of family dynamics, Mom, this won't surprise you, that you know, entrepreneurial type people, they want to go – or even not even entrepreneurial, but they want to go a different career path. There's a lot of families that want them to be a doctor, a nurse, right. a dentist, or a lawyer or something. They, their family was in finance, and now they want them to be in finance. There's a lot of influence. And then when people veer off from that – you know, sometimes there's like that, oh, I, don't do that, right? Like right. it's either risky, which is what the case was here, or it's not the path we had thought that you'd go down. And so there's a little of like that dynamic going on. But from my perspective, I would say this is is scared and is, is, risk, is risky as you thought it was, that you guys were just coming from a place of love. And that you want, you just, you cared about me and obviously Nadia and Riley, my daughters and your granddaughters. And so like, I knew it was coming from a place of love, even though sometimes it was tough because I would be so excited about my stuff. And then I would sometimes talk to them and it was like, well, you know, they weren't as excited. Right. So, so, but what I will say though, is that I still felt deep down as I started kind of showing them how this made sense and some of the results started coming in and I did started making a living and I was able to do things and move out of the one bedroom apartment yes. that I slept on but a mattress. it was a wonderful place. It was yeah. a great beginning. It was I such just, a, yeah, such a good memory. It was there. such a great place. Like, you know, and we were literally physically so close because we slept in the same room, but it was like. And all the equipment everywhere. Yeah. the Because my office was like our dining room table, our kitchen, <laughs> and my office. Like, all in one. It was all in one. Yeah. And, um, mm-hmm. and the heater was so loud that you had to turn <laughs> off the heater. You had to literally turn off the heater if I was on video calls or doing videos. And then so you'd the, forget to turn it back and, and on and yes, be freezing. Yes. And then I'd be like, it's like 58 degrees in the house. I'm like, ooh. But, you know, yeah, I had so many great memories at that place. And you guys yeah. coming over during COVID and like yeah. dropping the donuts. Like, yes. I, I love that place. And like, literally, I almost get emotional talking about it. But mm-hmm. every time we even drive by that place, I, me and the kids like wave and we're like, Hey, old home. Like we miss yeah. you. We love it's you. you know? old home. Yeah. It's like, it's, it was yeah. such a good launch pad. And, yeah. um, you know, and that's where I started the business. That's where, you know, Nadia and Riley went through an amazing phase. That's where I feel like we all got closer, you know, during COVID Aww, and all that yeah. stuff. Like it was just, uh, it, it was, it was nice. a good time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was a good time. So, I mean, at the time it seemed hard. Yeah. It, it seemed, you know, it was hard. But I look back on it, and it was very fond memories. Mm-hmm. It was, it was good. It was good. Yeah, it was, it was, it was foundational for mm-hmm. sure. Um, yeah. Okay, so someone had asked, going to just moving along to some of the questions. How would you, or what would your family motto be if you had one? And we can go motto, or we can go values. And what would you? Does anything come to your mind? Mm. <laughs> trying to think about what we, you know, like if there was a model. I mean, I think for me personally, like as my own immediate family with me, Nadia and Riley, mm-hmm. it would definitely be unleash the creative, you know, that's <laughs> oh, kind yes. of our, our thing. And if you know me in the brand, you kind of know what that means, oh, yeah. but basically it just means like unleash your inner potential and go for the things that you want and be mm-hmm. yourself and be comfortable sharing your creativity and your talents and your passions yeah. with the world. And, and don't worry about getting rejected. Don't worry about if someone 
doesn't see it the way you see it or they don't, you know, or you fall on your face and make mistakes. Like this is part of the process and you'll, you'll get back up and you'll learn and you'll build something cool from it. And so, um, I think there's a whole other episode that we could go down about. I always say, mom, I think you might love this one. I don't think I've told it to you before, but I think that people should worry less about external validation and worry more about their own internal validation. Yeah. Meaning that when you're comfortable in your own skin and you you've you have your own strong values and know who you are, well then you worry a lot less about what people would think about you or if you made a mistake or how you look in front of people if you spoke up and said something that didn't come across the right way, right? So the validation I think is the And you live that. You actually live <laughs> do that. I? Yes, you do. I wish I could. I wish I could you're a the, the, the courage part you mean going yes. for it yes yeah yeah and and not having you know even if there is fear battling through fear yes. and and you know at the end of the day i think a lot of it comes from just gratitude too if i just i can ground myself and like look what we have and look what mm-hmm. we look who's around us and i'm appreciative that i get to do what i love every single day it's honestly hard to bring me down as you know to a super mm-hmm. low level for a long period of time i might have a bad day or two or something like that but I feel, um, and I feel you're kind of that way too. I feel like you're more positive, optimistic. I've never seen you like crazy stressed out or like depressed or sad. I really haven't. Maybe not around me, <laughs> but I haven't, I haven't seen, you know. No, yeah, it's not a good thing to, be, you know. You're yeah, right. but I will say this though. I think that, you know, as parents, and I think about Nadia and Riley, what am I passing down to them in terms mm-hmm. of values and that kind of stuff, right? And I think about what I, you guys have passed down to me. And even though there are some things that I took and I was like, now nah, I'm going to do it a little differently. Mm-hmm. But there was a lot of great things that I learned too about, you know, just how to treat human beings. Like mm-hmm. I remember, you know, and you guys show this every single day, um, you know, just the, the kindness of your hearts and the things that you do for people and myself and the girls and how thoughtful you are. And I remember, you know, you guys would buy, you know, gift cards for the homeless guy in town. And, and, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, McDonald's gift cards. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. so like, you know, little and, and buy meals for families yeah. that were less fortunate. Yes. And so like, yes. You know, that's that, that type of stuff, you know, sticks with you. And I think like that's mm-hmm. when you're building a family or you're building a business. Like that's why probably I'm so I'm so into our core values as a company. Mm-hmm. And I talk about them a lot and I, and we live them a lot. And yes. it's not just like a poster on the wall. It's like yeah. something that's really important to us. I think the values, it's, it's why I'm so big. And like, I just think it's the building blocks and the foundation of a family, of a company, of a tribe, whatever you want to call it. Like that is what you build upon. And when things get tough, you go back to that, right? Mm -hmm. It's like you just go back to it every single time. When things go great and it's going amazingly well, you don't get too in the clouds and forget where you came from. You come back and you still have your values. So um, The core values are always there and always stay with you. Yeah, truly, truly believe that. Mm -hmm. So one thing that fascinates you about your kid, Hmm. you want me to go first? (laughs) <laughs> for, for Nadia and Riley. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, there's a lot of things that fascinate me about my kids. And, you know, I would say one of them, and I've talked about this a decent amount, is that, I, you know, kids, I think in general, are so creative and they're so willing to try new things and explore and, you know, make mistakes. And they, they don't necessarily always care what other people think. And I think as you go through the school system, you start to get trained and influenced and pretty soon it's like fit in, fit in, fit in. And I can see Nadia already kind of a little bit, right? 
And I try to bring that influence Mm -hmm. back to like, don't worry. Like if Mm -hmm. someone, you know, doesn't like something of theirs, I I bring like, it doesn't matter what they think. Like, honestly, it doesn't matter. And so I'm really proud of the, and fascinated with the fact of that, that they're so willing to just do it. And and they, they're, they never, they have their inner child because they are a child. I think when we grow up as adults, we lose the inner child for Mm -hmm. some reason. You know, mm-hmm. whether it's like, oh, I'm a teenager now or I'm, you know, I'm in, I'm graduated high school, I'm, I'm college, I'm a right. professional. I can't be like, I have to lose that inner child. Mm-hmm. And I just don't think that's the case. I think, right. I think definitely the fact not that, with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And if you've seen my creative videos, you know that I, I definitely like to have some fun, right? Yeah. Your humor is just, <laughs> I love your humor. Thank you, mom. <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm fascinated by their creativity, their imagination. I mm-hmm. think we lose our imagination as human beings why do, or as adults. Why do we stop thinking that, that we can do anything that we want to, you know, that we put our mind to? And, and it, of course, in a realistic way, right. if like I'm going to jump to the moon tomorrow or become an NBA player tomorrow, like right. there's some things that you got to be realistic with. But, you know, why do we stop imagining things? Why do we stop thinking that we can do anything that we want on planet Earth? And so those are the things that are really cool. I would say one more thing about... Nadia and Riley that I've noticed even recently is just like their determination and their perseverance. And even though sometimes it drives me crazy, they will like like fight for what they want, you know, and, and they, they just won't give up. And there's been certain times recently with Nadia where I was like, I, I almost had to like pat her on the back and be like, hey, I'm proud of you for not mm-hmm. giving up mm-hmm. on that. Like, yeah. I'm proud of you for for sticking with your guns yeah. and going for it. And she's like, you know, wrestling around on the uh, my gym thing downstairs. Yes. And as nervous as it makes me, I'm like, oh my God, don't like fall. Cause you know, mm-hmm. but I'm also like proud of her that she's like kind of taking some risk and like, mm-hmm. she's, she's wanting to do something like that. Mm-hmm. So she anyways, um, so that's, that's mine. Anything, mm-hmm. what makes you, <laughs> what's fascinating about one of your kids? Or you in particular? That could be or me or Billy. I have an older brother named Billy. He's uh, in the Air Force and he's in uh, San Antonio. I wish he was here now. It'd be fun to yeah, to I do, do it. too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or I we can just we skip were... this question. No, no. <laughs> we can come back. We can come back to it. You want to come back to it? Yeah, let's come okay. back to it. Let's come back to it. How's the wine? It's good. Yeah, it's good. Okay, so let's move on to some of the relationship type things, okay? This is going to be fun. Um, one, So we got a couple questions like how to build strong relationships, three qualities you look for in a partner, significant other. But mom, I thought it was really interesting with us is that like, you know, we didn't always have the greatest relationship, especially in high school when I was like getting in trouble and stuff. But, you know, at a certain point in my 20s, like the lights, light bulb flipped it flipped right like it switched on and i was like i don't know you know maybe it's a combination of like you guys coming out when i was in college and like we do the wineries and hang out and stuff like we had some great time great memories but i do remember like when it really flipped was i I felt like when we started talking on the phone more Mm -hmm. and you know i would leave work and i you know at the time i was working in schaumburg and i'd have a 45 minute drive back to st charles yeah i missed that and i would call you remember Mm -hmm. and we would just talk and sometimes we would talk for the whole ride like we would just talk i gotta go i'm home yeah, and mm-hmm. and you know I would say maybe it wasn't every single day, but it was definitely multiple times a week, right? Yes. And then you'd call me or you oh, know yeah. whatever. And so, do, do you remember? Like, was that something that consciously you're like, like I've got this like my, me and my son have a better relationship with her, or was it just kind of it just happened over time? Like, I don't know if you ever thought of that. Well, I think early on when you were little, we had a, a 
it was we were inseparable. And then when you got to your teens, you know, you did the teen thing. Yeah, you know? yeah. But then as you got older, you came back to, you know, your kind, sensitive. Mm. I don't know. It just you were more vulnerable, and it just mm. you, you just I don't know. It was just you were so vulnerable then, and you really. I don't think you held back talking, and it was just like I could listen to you and really hear that you were, you had a lot on your mind, a lot on your mind, but it was all good. It was good. I think that's interesting. Yeah, I, and I do feel that evolution that I went through for sure, where I think when I was like high school, teenager, I was like locked in and I wouldn't share things and like, you know, right. I was pretty like in my own thing. And I think, um, you know, for those listening right now, what she just said is so important with the vulnerability piece, right? So when you're, and if you're a leader, whether it's a business or whether it's, you know, family or kids or whatever it is, I have found, and I'm sure you would attest to the same thing for yourself, that when you're vulnerable, that you let more people come in, right? Mm -hmm. You allow more people, you welcome more people into your realm because they now see you as someone that is human and that has, you know, you're sharing your side with them and story with them and your feelings with them. And so it's the same way I look at accountability, right? When someone messes up on our team, the last thing I do is like yell at them and go mm -hmm. crazy on them. I actually enter the situation and try to say, how can I take ownership in this? Like, did I not give them enough direction coming into it? Did I not train them properly? Did I not spend enough time with them? And I've went through this with my team lead, Crystal, and uh, a lot of our employees, you know, like even recently where it's something happens that was not favorable. And I just come in and try to understand what happened and, and say, hey, I think that I didn't do my job here. We just had this happen on a video yesterday where we kind of made some mistakes. And I said, hey, guys, I think honestly, the first thing on my mouth was I think that I didn't give enough direction with this. It's a different style of video, like not ones we would typically do. It was a newer editor. And I said, I think that, you know, I didn't I should have provided more direction here. I was kind of like, here, take it, run with it. You guys got this. And so when I do that my team's response then because i am vulnerable and i'm taking accountability well then they want to jump in and be like hey no like <laughs> we we should have done we could have done better too like thanks for saying that but like mm -hmm. we're in this together so i think you get more buy-in um when you do take accountability and you do take ownership right absolutely you have to be accountable and you're and you're and you're and willing vulnerable. to be vulnerable mm -hmm. and i think um yeah as you know me now I'm like an open book about most stuff, right? <laughs> like I pretty much will tell, you know. In a good, in a good way. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a very good way. Like I, I just don't mind showing an emotional side. Or I don't mm -hmm. mind like sharing my thoughts about things. And, um, you and, know. And I love that about you. <laughs> thanks, Mom. And I think that, you know, we have a lot in common, I think, with that. Yes. I think that's why we connect so well and have a, mm -hmm. a good relationship because we were both able to kind of share some of those things mm -hmm. where dad sensitive, and Billy. Yeah. Sensitive. Yes, exactly. And yep. outwardly sensitive. Yes, yes, and thoughtful, right? Very thoughtful. We're just amazing, obviously. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think, you know, what with Billy and Dad, obviously, they're, you know, a little bit more holding back, although I think Billy, Billy's evolved, very structured, right? And and the same values as us, though. That's what's cool. It's like, it's the same values. Like, yes. they would give you, like, my dad is ridiculously, like, caring and, like, yes. would give you the shirt off his back. Without question. But then there's certain times where he'll get fired up about things and you're like, who is this dude? You know, like, yes. so it's just it's just really interesting. Or he won't share emotional things, but, you know, certain things about him, right? But mm -hmm. he'll, he would do anything for you. And, and expect the, nothing. And expect nothing. Yeah, he does not want anything, right? Mm -hmm. So I think that's what's interesting about, and I think, you know, people in general, that's why I've learned to, to see people for, 
more of their good and more mm -hmm. of their traits versus like, look, I can look at somebody and be like, oh, why don't, are they not like me? Why can't they share mm -hmm. like me? Why aren't they vulnerable like me? Yeah, you're definitely the positive and, side. And Always positive side. I try to be, and but now I'm kind of like, well, that's just not them, right? Mm -hmm. And that's okay. Like if they're okay with that and they've come to terms with that and they're working on themselves and that's fine. Mm -hmm. But I can appreciate the other qualities that they have. Mm -hmm. I can appreciate the fact that they are, you know, caring or giving or, you know, honest or, or loyal or whatever it might be. Like I can appreciate those qualities too and not just look at the one thing that I see that's off on them that I wish right. they would change, right? Right. So I think when you're looking at your team or a significant other and things like that, you also have to keep that in consideration, right? Absolutely. It's like, what are the good things that they're doing and that is happening versus always, oh, this was like, this is wrong. You didn't, you messed this up. You didn't do this, right? So I think as humans, we're trained to kind of look for the bad stuff, mm -hmm. you know, survival method, whatever you want to mm -hmm. call it. But our ability to kind of also see the good in people too, I think is really important. So um, the other question was, why does... Building strong relationships matter so much. Um, I think we need people. You don't want to do it all by yourself. You need people. Yeah. I love I, I love people, but I mean, I don't have a lot of friends, but what I do have, they're true. I have yes. a lot of acquaintances and a few friends, but I, I need them and they need me and, you know. I think it's important. Yeah, I, I think so too. I think like as human beings, we're not meant to be alone. Mm -mm. You know, like <laughs> certain people that would want to be more silent. But, but I think for the most part, like we, you, you know, say that, yeah, really true, true, true. That. We're tribal, you know, like mm -hmm. we want to be with other people and, mm -hmm. and companionship and that kind of stuff. And, and I think, you know, from a business standpoint, just to go here for the business owners, entrepreneurs that are listening. You need a team. You, you need a team. Like, you know, if, well, it depends what you want to do, right? Yeah. But, but, you know, if you're scaling a business, then you're going to, you know, eventually need to hire a team or you're going to be stuck in solopreneurship your entire life. And maybe that's the plan and that's totally fine if that is the plan. But if it's not, you're going to need a team. And, you know, relationships are our speed, they give you speed. They allow you to work faster together and you can cut through the bullshit and there's no, you know, oh, let me, I mean, I gotta be on eggshells with this person because I, I don't want to say the, the wrong thing. So I'll just like beat around the bush, right? Mm -hmm. And then two months later, that problem comes up and it's like, why didn't we talk about this two months ago? Because I didn't really have the relationship with you to tell you that. So it's like having a good enough relationship where, you know, to me, it's like, I can care and love you and be there for you all day and night. But at the same time, I'm going to like push you and challenge you. And if there's something that I feel like that you could work on that I see, like I'm going to, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to talk to you about it. Right. right. If it makes sense to you. You can right? have spirited conversations. Yeah. And benefit from that in both. Right. Mm -hmm. Like health, like just healthy conflict. Right. Like you have to, yeah. you have to have some, some healthy conflict. So I think they matter for, you know, just being a human being to have people in your corner and have people that you lift up and they lift up you. And, you know, to me like even when you're when you're people always say like oh you know your best friends when you're you know they're there for you when you're going through a downtime i actually think that too it's it's a little bit of the opposite as well is when you're going through a great time and oh. you're succeeding who are the people that are really yes. cheering you on yeah because a lot of times and I've, I've noticed this too like when i was down it was like oh alex and then mm -hmm. when i started finding success as being a you know a business owner and, and starting my own company and now company number two it's like People then certain people are like mm -hmm. they don't want to talk or they don't want to hear about it or they don't want to ask they don't they mm -hmm. they just want nothing to do with it anymore because it's like 
well, you're, now you're successful. And then they feel like, you know, because of maybe they're insecure, they feel like mm-hmm. you rising up is somehow making them lower. Yeah. But the reality is we're all on our own journey and path anyways. There yeah, is no like... You're still You're still there. Right. There is no like mm-hmm. levels that like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm here and you're here and this person's here. And like, there's no levels to life. Mm-hmm. Like you're on your own path. You're on your own right. journey. Mm-hmm. And so you got to embrace that and figure out how can I make it better for me? What can mm-hmm. I do to improve as a person, as a business, as a leader? Boy, I did good with this boy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so proud, proud of you. I'm proud of you, mom, because I know this was not e- like this was not easy for her to, to get on and do this. And, you know, I don't think you've ever really created a video, have you? No, never. <laughs> or been on video. <laughs> just leaning. Yeah, yeah. Maybe like a family video yeah. or something like that. But, yeah, no. you know, and obviously for me, this is what I do. Yeah. So... You know, it's interesting for the audience because they're always hearing me talk about content and video and that kind of stuff. And this is an interesting kind of mm-hmm. different side that, that we're talking about. Yeah, you're that... very comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and just, and just, I think just, you know, comfortable also having it not be comfortable. Yeah. You know, like getting outside of my comfort zone and being comfortable with, with that. Right. That's because, how you learn though. Yeah, exa- mm-hmm. exactly. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So how to build strong relationships. Um, what advice would you have? Anything come to mind with if someone's like, really, let's just pretend someone's out there right now and they're struggling to build a relationship with somebody. Um, maybe it's on their team, maybe it's with business, maybe it's relationship or friendship or whatever it is. Like, or maybe it's a mom and dad or, or a, um, a mom and son or a, or a daughter and dad or daughter and mom or, you know, sisters or brothers. What would you, what would you say? I mean, you always have to be an example. You always have to live what you say you know you can't just say do this do this you have to live it and you have to be genuine about it you know i mean you don't i don't always need a tap on the back to do something most of the things that your father and i have done even like you use the example like um there was a a young couple with a baby in a restaurant and we were just eating dinner we had no idea this couple I have no idea who they were, but it was cute and they were eating. And when they were eating, we finished and we went to the waitress and we paid their uh, bill. Now, we didn't say, well, tell them that it was the couple sitting right. over here. No, right. we just we just did it. You know, you don't you don't always need recognition, but you always you have to live it mm-hmm. and be an example no matter what. It's giving without expectation in return, mm-hmm. right? Like mm-hmm. just because it's the right freaking thing to do. Right. Um, right. Man, there's so many things I could go on with that. Um, right. I would say for me, keys to building strong relationships is um, you, you definitely have to live it. Like I think the values piece is important, putting values in place and then like living it, being the being that person. Like, you know. Listening. Listening. Yes. Listening is a great one, right? So mm-hmm. being empathetic when you come into a situation and you're you know, it's funny how as human beings, like we interpret things very differently. Like yeah. I could say one thing that I'm like, oh, I meant it like this. And then you could interpret it and go, right. fucking that's the complete opposite of what I thought it was, you know. And yeah. so I think like coming into a situation and saying, hold on, let me just like, let me understand a little bit here. Like what's really going on? Mm-hmm. And I think your ability to communicate, communicate. O- openly, oh. right, is really big in a relationship. I mean, I think that's where it starts. Like if there's a problem in a relationship or you want to make it better, why not communicate to that person and say, look, I think we're here right now. Like I, and, and listen to them and hear them mm-hmm. out and say, I want to make this thing better. Like I, I, want a, I want a better relationship with you. Like I want a better marriage. I want a better you know, relationship or partnership or you know, working relation, whatever it might be. Like I think take the step. Just, just mm-hmm. tell them. Just come out and say it. You don't mm-hmm. got to beat around the bush and try to like work on it secretly without them knowing. Just say, hey. Here's how I feel. 
And I think there's some things that I'm not doing as good as I can be doing. Again, taking ownership and being vulnerable, letting them in. Mm -hmm. This is what I'm trying to do in my life and in the business. And like, this is where I'm at. And, you know, I feel like I could be doing more with you and we could have something better here. How do you feel? Right. And then Mm -hmm. get their take. And then from there, you guys can kind of build together. Mm -hmm. But I will say this, like I do think, because the next question was three qualities you look for in a partner or a significant other. I do think there's a few things that need to be in line for it to make sense for you to go down the path. Like, I think if you have different values, Mm. it's going to be tough, right? Like, it's tough to go down a path and a journey and a relationship with somebody when you just see things, like, your values are way off, right? Unless they're just poor communicators. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Right, that could Mm -hmm. be a whole other thing, right? Where maybe it is in line, but they can't communicate it to Mm -hmm. you or there's a problem with communication. Um, The values have to be in line. The values have to be in line. The other thing I would say is the vision has to be in line. And, like, for a romantic relationship or you know, maybe a business partnership, you guys have to want to go to similar places, right? Mm-hmm. Like there has to be a kind of an agreement of like, where are we going with this mm-hmm. business or this life? Or like, what are we trying to build together, right? So you got the values, you got the vision. And then the third thing I would say was like lifestyle. It's like, what do you want the day-to-day to stuff to look like? Like what's important to you? You know, is this person like how you communicate? Mm-hmm. Is, is there playfulness? Do you have fun? For me, that's important. Like I would never be with somebody <laughs> yes. that was like ultra serious all the time. Like, <laughs> yeah. you gotta I, have like fun. I wanna have fun. Like, yeah. like just, and just nothing crazy, but just right. like little yeah. stuff throughout the yeah. day. Like yeah. when you're making lunch or like, yeah. and so I, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. And, and you know, being able to, you know, mm-hmm. to have deep conversations like this is really mm-hmm. important to me. Like, this is the lifestyle. Like, this is mm-hmm. not every single conversation needs to be deep, but I want to be able to go there with that person. And so, like, that's kind of lifestyle, what I mean. And then, there, of course, there's a certain maybe financial aspect to it where you want to live a comfortable life and make certain money and that kind of stuff. But right. I would never be with somebody that wants, like, you know, all the flashy stuff and wants to drive a Lamborghini and, you know, Louis, Louis Vuitton, everything. And like, you know, they value material stuff so right. much because I just don't value material yeah. stuff. Yeah. I mean, I'm you not know, a high maintenance person myself. So. Uh, yeah. I mean, I never buy, I buy nine ninety nine mm-hmm. shirt, like a, a $10 shirt. And you wear it well. <laughs> it's not what you buy it's how you wear it yes you know and so true. um yeah lifestyle for me is more like yeah and, and being healthy right like yeah. if that's healthy important lifestyle, if that's important, important to you but the other person isn't then right. obviously it, it's tough it's right so mm-hmm. if you can get those three down i think that you've got a solid foundation i think it's worth building upon mm-hmm. like if you've got those three don't quit like try to make it work and try to build upon it if those three are missing or even like two or three or maybe even one depending on which one then I think you got to look at, are you rolling with the right person? Mm-hmm. Because at that point, it's tough to even make it work, even if you even if you uh, you can make everything else good. If you don't have those three, it's, it's tough because that's the foundation. Absolutely. So um, this has been thing. so much fun. Closing thoughts. What are your thoughts? Tell them a story real quick about the nails, though. I think... Oh, I think. <laughs> when Alex was little... Um, this was probably kindergarten. No, no it wasn't no. that young. No. no, it had to be like second grade because we we moved already. Yeah, second or third grade, I'd yeah. say maybe. T- yeah, because you're you're. We no. lived in a new subdivision where all the houses weren't built yet. It was a cornfield, and they were just starting to build houses. And there's a lot of construction around in big bins where the construction guys. Well, Alex would do what we call dumpster dive, and he would take out things from the uh, dumpster, like nails and all stuff that the contractors just threw in there. And he would go around to all of our neighbors and sell these things. And we didn't know he was doing this, but they would actually buy from him. Even our 
priest, Father Franzen bought yeah. from you. And it was just, he was always, that was the entrepreneur in him. He had a, and then he would go to the library and buy books. <laughs> Use books. Is that what I did with the money? Yes. Use books. Which I don't know why I did that because I definitely wasn't reading anything. No. <laughs> they were picture books, so I don't know what he was doing, but he'd come home with a stack of them. That's so funny. I don't know. I think I read Goosebumps was maybe the only book I read as a kid. Like yeah. I never read yeah. anything. Um, and I still am not a big, big reader, but... Um, <laughs> What do you remember? Like when I got into music, though, like oh remember my that? goodness, that was a big thing for me. Like in, yes. if you guys have seen writing my... music, yeah, the we gave him bought him drums and mm-hmm. he had uh, beat. What do you call him? Beat, beat, beat maker, beat yeah, maker, beat yeah. maker. And he was always we were always trying to support him doing all those kind of crazy mm-hmm. things and some of his raps. I we were just like, oh my gosh, I don't even know how he thinks about these things. And I'm like, what are people but, gonna think? He's but writing isn't... raps. But isn't it kind of interesting now looking back and seeing what I'm doing now? Oh my gosh, and how I yes. tie it in with the content yes. and like it's it's all kind of like clicked. Like it's yeah, all kind makes of sense now. <laughs> it kind of makes sense, right? Like yes. I think I channeled things in, in different ways that weren't mm. the best. But I think now it's like all the it's funny how the fundamental things come back. Like who you really are mm-hmm. comes back into play always. This kid can dance too. I let mm. oh. oh yeah, you get I mean for fun, yeah, for for fun, mm-hmm. but. You know, I think if we could close on one thing, it would just be like, I think it's interesting how the reason I brought this up is that hopefully it'll bring value to those those listening is that I think, you know, deep down, you kind of know who you are and what you like and what you, and if you don't, then go try some stuff and figure it out. Right. But I think deep down, we kind of know some things about ourselves mm-hmm. and, and what we're interested in. And we're just, we're, we gravitate towards things that we're passionate about, we're excited about. Mm-hmm. If it lights you up, if you want to do it, like I remember sitting in math <laughs> class when I was 14 and the the teacher was like you know m plus five and negative ten and i was like what rhymes with m and i'm gonna get them i'm gonna come in with it you know like i was just like uh, i was just like that was me i was that kid yeah and like i think back in the day i was like i'm gonna be a rapper or i'm not gonna do anything with it Mm -hmm. and then i ended up later on in life years later finding something where i could use kind of my creative talents and music and acting and and videos And that kind of stuff, right? And I always worked for sure. Always yeah. worked. I, yeah, I did. Always worked. Yeah, the the, the hustle was always there. But mm-hmm. you know, I think that's the lesson for a lot of you guys is that you know, there's somebody deep down inside you. There's the creativity, the passion, the talent that you probably deep down inside know that you have, but for some reason it's being suppressed. It's being trapped inside. And what's interesting about life is that at certain points in your life, you you kind of come back to it. Mm-hmm. And you've got a choice whether or not you're going to unleash that creative or the potential or whatever it is yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. And or not, you know, or you go your whole life and you don't do anything with it. Mm-hmm. And that's unfortunate, but that happens to a lot of people. So mm-hmm. if you're listening, my one ask would be that please, please explore the things that you feel passionate about. If, explore the things that light you up when you talk about them or you do them or you see something, that's a sign. Like there's a reason that you're being lit up about that. There's a reason that you're so drawn to that. Go explore it. What's the worst that happens? It doesn't work out, then good, you do something else, right? But take the time to at least try and go for it if it's something that you can't stop thinking about because if you can't stop thinking about it, you shouldn't stop working for it. He's my shining star. There it is. Mom. Love you. Love you too. Thanks for being on the show today. I appreciate you. (laughs) Thanks, guys. Appreciate you tuning in.